1: Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participation in Restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Hello and welcome to Talk of the Tune, a football podcast. My name's Will, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts Gray and Hodge. Hello, lads. How are eet. Hello. Haha Reed. Uh well, here we are. Out of both cups. Currently sitting 15th in the league. Uh looking a little bit ominous at the minute. Interesting run of games coming up, but before we get on to our next opponents, which will be Sheffield United in the league, I suppose we should probably begrudgingly Review the two nil loss to Arsenal this weekend in the FA Cup third round. I think we we're all watching it. I-, I tapped in and tapped out. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I tapped out a few weeks ago from football, but <laughs> I uh, I joined the match every once in a while because it was on BBC. Uh, I think we did all right to get as far as we did. Just a bit annoying that we had to drag it out to a full 120 minutes. Uh, What were our thoughts on the 2-0 loss to Arsenal?
1: Yeah, if it was a Premier League game, I would have taken 0-0 at (laughs) 90 minutes. I I think think
3: Bruce is playing for the uh, non-existent replay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, lads, We'll get him back to our place. We'll have him then.
2: (laughs) It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in hindsight, it's easy to say that it was inevitable, isn't it? But... You get a bit of hope. And I, I think for large periods of the game, I mean, overall, it was a poor game. But I think for large periods of the game, we definitely had the upper hand and we had two guilt edge chances to nick it towards the end and then go through to the, the huge fourth round of the FA Cup. If only fates had been a little different and Andy Carroll had put them away, uh, we might have been talking about something different and spirits might have been lifted. Uh, Hodgie.
1: Yeah, it was a poor game. Um, I think the standout players were probably Dubravka, I thought, made some really good saves throughout the first Martin, kind of 90. <laughs> Martin, Martin De Grafnick. De Grafnick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he made some really good saves. Carroll seemed like he wanted it a bit more, but just I couldn't understand how he hasn't finished two chances from probably about eight yards out, both of them. Just uh, absolutely baffled me. Uh, I don't even think you can blame lack of football for those kind of finishes. They're easy no. tap-ins, pretty much. But Arsenal weren't good, we weren't good. It was quite a quite a poor game, I think, for most most people to watch
2: if you're a neutral to be honest.
3: Well what a game for the BBC to pick, eh? That's
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean it serves them right really for putting Danny Murphy on the the punditry team Yeah, uh, it's quite criminal that actually on, on BBC1 Arsenal and Newcastle two Premier League teams he's our number one goalkeeper and he's getting his name wrong It's yeah. called him Martin Dubrovnik for fuck's yeah. sake I mean read your notes fairly household name in the Premiership now like how can you be getting that wrong there was a thing that I've picked up as well on Danny Murphy is
1: how like his inconsistencies and stuff so like he said earlier in the game, two minutes to half-time and castle will be very happy to go in goalless, but at the same time says that we are demanding that we go and play Champions League football and want trophies. So if we want Champions yeah. League football and want trophies, we wouldn't be happy with 0-0 at half-time, you know what I mean? It just
2: no. but oh man. Against Arsenal as well, if we want to be challenging for the Champions League, then Arsenal are the kind of teams we need to be putting to the sword, you know? What I mean, we go on about this every single week pretty much. We're a bit biased, but Equally, I think the standard of punditry over the last few years even has been very poor, and I think it's, if anything, going down the the wrong direction, the wrong street. Uh, are there any pundits that we quite like on the television? Share, share obviously yeah. <laughs> Jake Humphrey. Jake Jake Humphrey, although he's a presenter, he's very good because he uh, he fights the good fight for Newcastle United. But I'm thinking in terms of like yeah Gary Neville's, uh, Jamie Carragher's, Roy Keynes, Micah Richards'. Jermaine, Jenas, is there anyone in there that we we quite like at the minute, anyone that you
3: rate? I still appreciate kind of Carragher and Neville. I think they're very knowledgeable and I just like when they delve into that bit of detail, they obviously clearly know what they're talking about. Uh, And I'm not sure if they've changed or not. I've not really watched a lot of my new Liverpool games on telly recently. But they always seem to just focus on the football. They don't get involved in what they... The fans think. I know Neville sometimes says it here and there about Man- Manchester United. And <laughs> but they just seem to drill it on the football and what's happening on the day, which I quite enjoy.
1: That's
2: what it should be about.
1: I quite like Roy Keaton, How straight talking he is. Sometimes, sometimes he really annoys me. But when it comes down to things such as like player motivation and and what you have to do as your kind of day to day job as a footballer, he really nails it on the head. Like he. I think I've picked on it once or twice before, but just him saying like, as a footballer, you shouldn't just be motivated by your manager. You should already be motivated. You should have that kind of. You should kind of have that child within you, being like, "Oh, I'm gonna go and play football. Yes, that's I want to go out there and win." Like it's you need to have that excitement about it. Still, I could look at some people, and I I can probably pick them out on our on our team that. Just don't have that at the minute. Maybe it might just be absolutely sucked dry from Bruce's <laughs> inspirational uh, words from the, uh, the changing room. But I don't know.
2: Well, I'm starting to feel like Steve Bruce is a bit of like a football dementor. He's <laughs> just sucking the soul out of every single fan and player and anyone associated with the club at the minute. It's just yeah, it's not good. I mean, I think for us to get to to 90 minutes nil nil is 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 all right. And uh, as you say, in the league, you probably would have taken that, but Unfortunately, it went on to 120 minutes and uh, we see ourselves exiting the FA Cup very swiftly. In terms of events in the game, we've talked about Andy Carroll's two edge chances. I mean, it seems silly to talk about it and it's always hindsight, but Callum Wilson would have been putting those away 100%. Story might have been different. Even Dwight Gill probably would have been putting them away with his tendency to kind of poach goals around that area. There was a red card incident. Or an overturned red card, which was what's he called, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, who seems like a really talented player, quite an exciting young player. Got himself about, really got in our phases. I'm not sure we necessarily knew how to deal with him all that well. Um, but yeah, went over the ball, and I think we're all in agreement that it was probably the correct decision to be overturned.
3: I think it looked quite nasty first time of seeing it like live, but once you saw the replays, I think yeah. free was yellow card, but straight... Full down.
2: speed. Yeah. Full speed, it looked a lot worse than it was, I think. But I guess full speed is what you've got to judge it on. Anyway, that didn't really matter in the end. He then pops up and gets their first goal, and I think Aubameyang gets the other one. So it's another disappointing year for for cup competitions although we got to the quarterfinals embarrassing to go out to brentford and a weakened brentford team and then the third round of the fa cup silver so linings if you can call them that gives us more time to concentrate on the league and now not getting relegated i mean we've got arsenal in a few games time they're on four wins on the bounce now in all competitions that's three in the league and then one in the cup so worst time to be played them, probably Given Arteta a good chance to figure us out because that was near enough a full-strength team for us. So interesting to see how that one goes. Uh, Hodgie, have you got a question?
1: Another thing out of that Arsenal game, um, we've seen Elliot Anderson get his first start for the club. Seemed... Seemed like he kind of relished the chance. He was taking people on. He seemed pretty decent with his touch and seemed quite wise to the game quite early on into his time on the field. So I think potentially he might wiggle his way out of the bench for the Sheffield United. I know we're going to get onto it. I think it's probably a winnable game. Shock me thinking it's going to be a winnable game. <laughs> um, but it'd be good to kind of see a bit more of him on the field. So I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him get at least 20 minutes of 25 minutes. No. I think, be really I, think
3: he, I think he absolutely deserves it. I think he played with that fearlessness which you expect in 80 ACD- old to play with and he, he kept possession really well in some quite tricky situations so yeah quite excited to see a lot more of him hopefully in the coming games
2: mm, it's uh it's, it's all about the confidence really at that age isn't it i mean obviously technique and technical ability is, is a huge factor but if you can come in and be confident and play like a, a player who's been playing in the premiership for two or three years then you're halfway there uh, i just think it was really nice to see a product of the youth academy for once i mean when's the last time Longstaff.
3: Probably Longstaff. Matty
2: Long yeah, uh, Matty Longstaff, but that was quite a while ago now when he burst onto the scene. We've not really had anyone consistently coming through, but the two Longstaff boys before that, who was it? Paul Dummett maybe? Another Academy graduate? Who else? Like probably,
1: probably but that's even longer. Tim Crew, yeah. but you think
2: about like the show lesson thing. I'm talking about like in recent years there's just not been anyone. No one's done that, um, but anyway, I wouldn't have thought. And I think what's it's, it's probably a point for another time, but one thing I think is super interesting in the minute is the impact of Brexit and what the impact of Brexit is going to have on football. We now can't look to the continent as much as we could have done or it's going to be more difficult to bring in continental international players. And one thing that really kind of resonated with me or that really stuck out for me was that Chelsea have now, I think... You have to excuse the finer details, but I'm led to believe that Chelsea have set up an affiliation or set up a feeder club system almost in the northeast of England, as well as other footballing hubs and footballing hotspots in the UK. And I think that's really shrewd and clever planning. And I don't know why we can't have looked to have done the same. We do not want to be losing the small talent that we currently have to clubs in London and clubs in Manchester and Liverpool you know what I mean with
3: I mean the reason we haven't done that is because it it takes capital it takes investment from the owner and clubs in London have a lot more capital behind them they've got a lot more it takes interest as well Um, interest
2: from the owner and long-term vision of the owner as well of which we don't have
3: I think yeah Um, it's very much reactive I don't think he would have even thought about
2: Brexit. Yeah, good point, Grey. Uh, he's not looking that far, is he? He just wants to get out as soon as he can. But I said in the last episode, like we've got a plan for... I mean, Newcastle will be around. It was around a long time before Ashley, during Ashley, it will be a long time after Ashley. It doesn't revolve around him, but we need to continue acting and performing like a Premier League club. We need to plan for the future as such.
3: It does just make you think what does Luke Charlie do day to day? Like these should be his decisions that like, the club the, the club should be taking his direction, but then not obviously Ashley has this the final say when it comes to, to cash, but I mean, come on, Charlie, like I mean he's got no Do he, something. Yeah, he's, he's got do no Do something. I've not heard his name put to an interview or anything. In any format anytime in the probably last 12 months, so what he's been doing, I don't know, is anyone's good
2: going point. Yeah, really good point. And I think, uh, it was one area that Rafa really I know we don't want to go on about Rafa too much, but it's one area that he really looked to strengthen was our facilities and our youth setup and the academy setup. You've never heard any mention of the training facilities or the academy since Bruce has come in at all. I know Anderson's come in, but how long's that been now? And he's the first new name really to pop up. I just think. There's something fundamentally wrong with the youth and the academy and the filtration through to the first team. I just don't think there's enough talent coming through. And I think, it's again, it's a case of you get out what you put in. We're not putting the, the resources and the effort into the academy, so we're not reaping the rewards. And it's looking like we're going to now start losing talent to bigger clubs with with higher ambitions and that have planned more effectively and cleverly. Bit of a segue from the Arsenal result. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's interesting talking about that stuff because it's also frustrating because it is just talk and we're, you know, we can't make the decisions, but if only they they listen to the fucking fans for once. And as you say, great, it's a good point. What the fuck does Charlie do? He's got to be doing something and we have to be better planning for this this whole Brexit thing. Hey, well, anyway, yes. The long and the short of it is, we're out of the FA Cup. Spirits are low as usual on the Talk of the Tune podcast, but as always, we have Gray on hand to pick them right up. Gray, I think you've got another round of Gray's Greatness this week.
3: I have. It's been a few weeks since we've had one, so I thought I'd uh, I best pull my finger out and get one prepared for you guys. Play hey, uh, that intro music. Do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Grey's. <laughs> oh, it never get old. Grey, do you want to give us a quick rundown of the rules and then we'll get straight into it?
3: Of course. So I've got a legend of the club here in front of me. Well, I'd like to say he was here in front of me, but he's not. <laughs> On my notes, I've got five clues about this player, you've basically just got to guess who he is. Hodge and Will have got a bit of a competition going, so they're going to text me in their answers. They get more points depending on how early they get it. So that's... That should do it. That's, that's that, isn't it? There's not much more to add, so I'll just jump. Yeah. To... Will, remember to message me, not the group, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
3: Here we go. I played for 10 different clubs during my 17-year career, four of which were in the Premier League. It's a tough clue to start with. Oof.
1: How many clubs? How many years? Sorry, 10 clubs and 17 years.
3: Yeah. No, it's not Keith Gillespie, well.
2: Uh, well, you should wait until Hodges put his answer in. Oh, I wasn't going to guess him, anyway. Well, he- now you won't.
3: Uh, also, club legend, Hodge. So, Hodges oh, got the yeah. Danny Simpson. Well, uh, He's a uh, Premier League wow. winner. He, he is. But uh, well, with
2: Newcastle. So. <laughs> club legend. Yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot that bit, that so, most important bit. Nice. <laughs> oh, so we're both off to a good start then. Danny
3: Thompson. Right. Anyway, moving on. I signed for Newcastle for two point five million and scored my first league goal against Sheffield Wednesday. Okay. Two point five
2: mil. No. Will. Oh, oh! I felt so good about that one as well.
3: Right ear. I've
1: got a guy who I know is around about that ballpark figure because he was part of my quiz for the I'm going to give a hint here for the Villa podcast
2: just put your answer in you you dickhead
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought Hodge might have it there but he hasn't so Hodge
2: Hodge
3: has gone for Solano and Will went for David Batty Oh, Oof. so obviously
2: out of practice a little bit here. Man, but just, my God, good.
3: I've also set my game up in these clues. That's <laughs> 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 a lot harder. Number three, I was ranked fifteenth in the Daily Telegraph's twenty most overrated footballers of all time. Many Newcastle fans would disagree with this, and I, I for one, certainly disagree with it.
2: Dis- disagree?
3: I disagree that he was on this list.
2: Ah, oh, so he's I, overrated. I, Apparently, apparently. With hodges my
1: guess, next it, inside with, out. With my guess, from the overratedness, because mm, I don't think he was, but he was very close to being overrated. I
3: think. So yeah, hodge hodge's has uh, got it. Has he? He has.
2: Uh, fuck me. I didn't.
3: I didn't know it was that much money,
1: but when you said kind of right era with um with Will's guests, that's when I
2: honed in a little bit. <sighs> no. No, no, no! Come on, Will. Oh fuck!
1: These are harder, much harder clues, though. I like it. <laughs> Will doesn't. Oh, Will God. absolutely hates it.
2: Scored a fucking first goal against Sheffield Wednesday, same year as Batty.
1: You won't remember them scoring. I don't think. But like, it's a very. Don't concentrate on that. It's quite it was
2: late. A race, yeah. Overrated, two and a half mil. It's obviously a defender. If you don't remember him scoring, oh come on! Okay, I'm going for this one.
3: I think before you even sense it, I can say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not Warren Barton. Ah! I would say he's head and shoulders above the rest. <laughs> <laughs> So off
1: is that the pitch, a
2: clue or something? <laughs> off, oh, the head.
3: Pitch, off the head pitch. Shoulders. Oh, you think you're giving us away? way Off the pitch, I have had many other ventures, including acting, modelling, and punditry.
2: <laughs> oh, no. It's I thought of this person quite early on, but I thought, no, he wasn't fucking two and a half million. No. Oh, actually, I don't think it is that person. Oh, no. I'm really fucking struggling now head and shoulders I can give you the last clue no know. I think it no I think give have my last
3: clue go on
1: <laughs> no, no, no
2: no no this is this is who I was thinking of literally on my first so on the second go but I thought no he can't have been two and a half million it is ah no
3: yeah, it's a price
1: tag it's a price tag man me. Uh, yeah. there's one more clue is there? Uh,
3: yeah final
2: clue overrated are they mad
3: uh, yeah exactly i I I don't get it personally, but anyway, last clue. My international career never got going due to manager at the time, Gerard Houllier, pinning the blame on France's defeat to Bulgaria solely on me, which meant France failed to qualify for the '94 World Cup. R.I.P. Houllier. Oh yeah, of course. So put the listeners out of the misery. So yeah, I think yeah, many Newcastle fans and Tottenham fans. We agree that actually he is very talented and it is David Ginola. Because yeah. he's
2: worth it. Oh god. Well, that, that was, was good, good, though. Myself there, that was good yeah, though. That was good. That was good. How many clubs did he play for?
3: Ten. Six of them were in uh were in France and his final four clubs were in the Premier League. Played at PSG. You did? Mm. You played at PSG before signing for Newcastle.
1: Two and a half I've mil, man. Eight. That's cheap, ah, isn't it? Right, even for them. Late like, days, I think that's quite cheap, two and a half
3: mil. Uh, considering we signed Shearer for a 15 mil the season after. Yeah. Apparently we stole them from Barcelona. You we are supposed to be going to Barcelona. Oh, really? But yeah, Newcastle
2: the equals United. greater than Barcelona. 100%. Just a quick one, great. I've got eight clubs here. I'm just looking at them a bit more. Toulon, RC, Paris, Brest, PSG, Newcastle United, Tottenham, Aston Villa, Everton.
3: Are you on Wikipedia? Aye. Then I can't count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> lovely <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: I'm sure I count sure 10
1: you're pissed. Oh no, you're doing dry January, so you can't be pissed. One, two, three, four. So, five, so yeah, eight. apparently it's
3: ten. Uh,
2: eight, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's having a shocker. Well, see, this is why I didn't get it sooner, because you have got oh, the number of club
3: yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. If he bet? had
2: said eight clubs, tell then you I the probably would have done it. I'll
1: tell tell the hard. points, great. Come on, tell us where we're at. Bullshit.
3: I actually don't have the points in front of me. So, I know from that quiz, Will gets two. two points, and Hodge gets yeah. three. Uh, and I think Hodge is leading. Just... I think it might be
1: a draw now because
3: it was not 11, 10 or something. I thought you got one for five and Will got another two. Or uh, like
2: details, that. details. Uh, I think we're yeah, we're both fine. Yeah,
3: I've got it yeah. written down somewhere in front of me, but I can't find it. We'll update on our Twitter.
2: Aye, on our we'll do movie. something like that. Depending on whether I'm winning or not, we'll we'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thanks very much, Gray David Ginola, uh club legend. You are correct. Uh, looking forward to the next instalment of Grey's Greatest.
3: Thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it.
2: Righto then, now that the uh, FA Cup is a distant memory, we can focus on the Premier League. Next opponents on Tuesday, I think, are Sheffield United. Sheffield United currently sit 20th. Out of 20 in the Premier League table, i.e. rock bottom, they're having an awful season so far. I think their last five results are loss, 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 draw, loss. Not all that different to ours. I mean, we're coming in hot to this match with a a recent record of loss, draw, loss, draw, loss. Two of the in-form teams in the Premiership facing off on Tuesday. Be good to get your thoughts on Sheffield United's Danger Men and their form so far this season. Seeing as Grey just said he couldn't name a single Sheffield United player, I'm going to go straight to Hodgie. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) Well, obviously they had a decent... Decent run last year, and they just haven't really been able to get anything going since project restart, and then obviously that's fallen this season as well. I think Lundstrom is still quite a decent player for them. Uh, I would definitely keep an eye out for him. You've got Ryan Brewster, who's that Liverpool youngster? He's been getting a bit more oh, yeah. time, uh on the field more recently. I think he's had six starts this season. Obviously, that's cups as well as as well as the league. McBurnie can score goals, so can Burke. McGoldrick, Billy Sharp. See, they have got people up top. I just don't
2: think they're
3: actually getting the ball okay. to them. You show day. off how many Sheffield United players you can
2: name. <laughs> he's just Well, no, you just read them all off Google at the minute, I can uh, tell. Um, you know, I'd, 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 I know football. <laughs> it's an interesting one, though, because you touch on McBurney. I can't remember the last time he scored a goal for them. He came in for quite a lot of money. I think they got him from Swansea, and he cost them a lot of money. And I don't think he's actually done very much. I'm trying to pin one goal this season, I think. Is it one? Yeah. I'm trying to pin a kind of a, a finger on why they've not really succeeded this season, um, and I look at their squad and I just think it's not the strongest squad in the league by any stretch. I mean, they brought in that Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth. I think they spent quite a lot of money on him. They've got people like Ethan Ampadu on loan and they brought Oliver Burke in, who was supposed to be like the the next big thing, wasn't he? They brought two players in from Derby. I just think the reinforcements or the squad reinforcements over the summer, you touched on Brewster, they've just not worked and they've not been strong enough. And I think it's left their squad quite exposed. I think that's really starting to show now. I really like Chris Wilder and his passion and him as a bloke, but it'll be. It's a shame we didn't get a Sheffield United podcast on here because it would have been interesting to get their thoughts on Wilder and whether they think his days are numbered. Based on his performance so far this season, Gray, would he be a, a candidate for sacking, in your opinion?
3: Well, I think you've kind of got to put his name up there, don't you? I mean, they've obviously not got off to anywhere near a flyer like they did last season. But you've got to look back at what they did last season with a very similar squad. And if anything, they have strengthened the squad from last year. So you'd think that it could still be there, but has he been found out a little bit? And I think, yeah, after Project Restart, they've just crashed off the edge of a cliff, haven't they, really?
2: Mm.
3: It's a bit of a shame to see because they're quite exciting. They're almost like the leads coming up and causing a few big upsets. Obviously, Leeds haven't selling as high as Sheffield were last season, who were sitting, I think, fifth or sixth at this time last year. But yeah, I think it's, it's quite refreshing to see clubs come up from a championship and make a serious statement to the Premier League. But then it's just a shame they haven't being
2: able to maintain it. Yeah, it's a shame. And then you've got people like West Brom who've come up and are looking like they're going to go straight back down as well. But on the other side, you have success stories like your Leeds. Wolves, it wasn't even that long ago that Wolves came up from the championship and their mainstays of of the premiership, but it doesn't look like it's going to be the same story for Sheffield United. I mean, we're 17 games in and they have two points, which is dire to say the least. In terms of goals scored, they have eight. The attacking options they have available to them in the squad aren't really working. I mean, you've got Brewster, McBurney, McGoldrick and Sharp. McGoldrick and Sharp are both ancient, I think. McBurney's not shown enough quality to suggest that he should be a Premier League player. And then it might just be a little early for Brewster. I think they spent quite a lot of money on Brewster as well, but it's just not working. Another blast from the past in the Sheffield United squad. Ex-Sunderland legend.
1: Jack Rodwell. Jack
2: Rodwell. Yeah. What the hell is he still doing, being classed as a, a Premier League player? I
1: think he was at Blackburn Rovers last year as well, and he was playing centre-back for them. Really? Yeah, which is quite odd. They're doomed, really are doomed. In the last three yeah. Premier League games, they haven't scored. Their last goal was on the 20th of December against Brighton. So it's it's not looking good for them. I really, If Newcastle can't beat this depleted and completely dishevelled Sheffield United team, I will...
2: Uh, at Bruce has to maybe, go. Yeah. Brucey has to go. Um, do you know what? It absolutely smacks of that season that Derby got relegated with like the record lowest points ever or something like that. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, it's like Paul Jewell was in charge. And I think they picked up four points or four of the points they picked up that season were from Newcastle United.
1: Four out of nine. Um,
2: yeah. That was it. Four out of nine of the points they got were from Newcastle United. So it just smacks of, of that kind of result, if you know what I mean. And it's the kind of thing where they can probably turn it around and and put us to the sword and who knows, you know, you never know, but it could be a turning point for them. They'll absolutely smack us, but, uh, without dwelling too much, do we want to go straight into predictions for the match? Let's do it. Uh, eeny, meeny miny gray, what are your predictions for the match on Tuesday evening?
3: I'm going to go 2-0. That's hoping Callum Wilson's fit because I don't back Carroll to even play a minute after the effort he put in <laughs> yesterday. Yeah,
2: 32-year-old Andy Carroll now. Happy birthday, yeah. by the way, Andy.
3: <laughs> Happy birthday. But yeah, I think if he does play a minute, he'll be taken off on a stretcher shortly after. Could be a chance for Dwight Gale to get out there and score a couple of goals. And he's shown that given his chance, he can score goals. So feeling confident.
2: Nice one. 2-0 to Newcastle United, presumably.
3: Um, uh, of uh, course, yeah. I'm back
1: in grey, 100% 2-0. 2-0 as well? 2-0 for me.
2: And I'm going to go... Fuck it. Let's go for it. Let's go 4-0. <laughs> 4-0 to Newcastle 4-0. United. Joe Linton hat-trick. Don't hold me to that one. Don't hold me to that one. Um, I think one interesting point that I've seen quite a lot, just to kind of detract slightly, is lots of people talking about Miguel Almiron and the impact he has on the squad and what he brings to the team at the minute. I don't know if you two have seen anything about this, but there's lots of people saying that he's potentially lost his spark a little bit and. You have some people saying that he gives his all every single match and he's a complete engine and he just never stops running and his defensive work was good. Danny Murphy was saying, not too sure about that. He works a lot, but defensive ability isn't the best. But why, if you're giving your all every single match and you're you're working your socks off, is there no end product? And why does he have nothing to show for the game? What is the crack with Miguel Almiron at the minute? It's
3: because we're defending 10 yards outside our own box. We've got a flat line of 10, so it doesn't really give him much to go on. And there's been times that, I think yesterday was a prime example, he'd get the ball pretty much on the Arsenal byline. You'd look in the box and there is no one there, no one within 20 yards. There are times when he is the highest player with the ball and he's got no one really to pass to. So he's, he ends up losing the ball because he hasn't quite got the strength or possibly the guile to try and keep it like some players have. He's certainly quick enough. You'd think he should have a bit of skill to manage to to wriggle out of tricky situations, which he, he can do at times, but is a very consistent asset. But he's possibly working too hard defensively and is too concerned about that instead of going forwards, which should be his primary focus for me.
2: Mm. Gray's not fucking around today, is he? Oh, my God. Look at him go. I think, yeah, really, really good point. So you firmly believe it's the system we're playing and it is the tactics that Bruce is playing that's not allowing... Almiron to play his full game, Gray?
3: Yeah, I think Almiron, being the type of player he is, he wants that kind of free-flowing attack, which I think we almost had under Benitez, to bring up, bring him up again, like that free-flowing counter-attacking football we played. The
2: counter-attacking, him, yeah.
3: Where he was, he was exploiting spaces, he was getting in the right position. Yes, he, he is prone to losing the ball a lot, but as long as we're getting in those positions, the chances will come. And he's shown that he can take Take chances. He scores. He scored a few really good goals for us. But then under Bruce, I don't think we're ever going to be threatening going forwards. So I think it almost nullifies his his threat or what he can offer the team. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. Hodge, would you agree?
3: Yeah, totally. I think his his game is
1: the complete opposite of of what we're seeing at the minute. He's not a defensive minded player. He does work hard, but it's. It's just kind of running around in circles. He'll give the whip quite easily possession once he wins it back. We've seen that a couple of times. He needs to play for a team that takes chances in the final third, playing little chip through balls for him to run onto, or something where he can get the ball, running it as full tilt at the at a defender, or towards, or bearing down on the goalkeeper. That's that's the game that suits him, and it's what we saw, or maybe it's not what we saw, but it's how we got to get him at Newcastle because of what we've seen or the scouted had seen at Atlanta because the MLS is so open it's such an open way of playing football there's no great team that you have to sit back and defend against you can you can do what you want
2: do you think there's maybe an element of the MLS made Miggy look better than he actually is
1: i think if you're a good player in the MLS you'll stand out because the i mean when when i lived in Philadelphia i went and seen a couple of games and the standard is poor very very poor Tom Wright <laughs> Phillips and Bradley Wright Phillips were tearing it up And Sean Wright Phillips was in the last year of his career, so... That kind of, yeah. that kind of shows, shows what's there. I mean, there's some people that have come good from it. I mean, Pulisic was playing out there, and then he moved into Germany and got got mm-hmm. a bit more look out of that. And there is there is good players, and there will be some really good Alphonso players. Alfonso
2: Davies, yes, yeah. Alfonso Davies yeah. at Bayern Munich, absolutely tearing it up. I mean,
1: look, the USA with the amount of people that they've got and the amount of money that they have and what they could potentially do with a football team is quite scary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just not there at the minute, you know what I mean?
2: I think there's an element of what we've not really found is the right position for him yet as well. I mean, we just stick him out on the wing, but I think he's maybe more direct-minded and maybe enjoys sitting in that number 10 role a bit more. It's a bit of like the mysterious case of Miguel Almiron at the minute, isn't it? I just want him to find his spark again, start smiling and enjoying football.
3: When we're touching on mysterious cases, I think we should mention the whereabouts of ASM. He seems to have disappeared a little bit. Um, He was
1: spotted in Waitrose the other day in Osborne Road. was he? A controversy because everyone was like, Yeah, he can't be out because he's got COVID. But uh, apparently, he had a test and he was fine. So, but yeah, he's back, he's back in Newcastle now. Like, but it wouldn't be that yeah. if it was around uh, Jesmond Derry. But like, oh, I can't believe he's here. <laughs> hey,
2: Rupert, Rupert, come and have a look. He's a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I mean, I'm from Jesmond myself, so I can't really say too much. Yeah, but yeah, I saw the same. I saw that uh, he was back on English soil. Obviously, we've got Jamal Lascelles obviously had an outing against Arsenal, so he seems to have overcome all of the the symptoms and everything, the fallout from that. Hopefully, ASM isn't too far behind, and we can see him done in the famous black and white once again fairly soon, because we need him. We need him, yeah. We need the creative outlook, and hopefully... He comes back like a new player, comes back like a new signing. Because it will have that effect. It's almost, he's been away that long. We've had to adapt without him. Are you and Alan Pardee a... in disguise? Am I Alan Pardee in disguise? I don't know. What about Pardee though? What's he doing these days? Yeah, that's another question for another time. But yeah, I'm looking forward to having ASM back. I think, yeah, it'll be a breath of fresh air. Right, I've got a quiz. This is Who Dares Wills. If you haven't heard of Who Dares Wills already, it's a bit like Sporkle if you've ever done a Sporkle quiz online. But this time I'm adding in a time limit to the quiz. So what I'm going to ask Gray and Hodge is I have a a definite number of of answers. Uh, They have to then pitch in and let me know how many of the answers they're going to get. And then it's a game of one-upmanship, really. So Hodge might say, I'm going to get X amount of answers. Gray will then have to say, "Mm, OK, I think I can get one or two more. And Hodge says, off you go. You'll pick it up as we go along. But for this week's Who Dares Wills, I want you in a minute to name as many current Premier League managers as you can. I can't remember who went last. This has actually been born of our last podcast where Grey had to just revert to calling... Well, I can't say his name again, otherwise you'll just...
3: You'll... I was, was going to say, there's there's one straight away I can't name. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to have to take correct names, if possible, <laughs> Grey, please. can't remember who went last time. Do you two remember?
3: I think
1: I went first because I said 20.
2: Okay. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> shit. You got, you got all the grounds, didn't you? Yeah, yeah that was great. Did. Okay, Monsieur Gray, how many of the current Premier League managers out of 19, obviously, for you, do you think you can answer in one minute?
3: In one minute? Oh, I've missed out bit. Um 12.
2: 12? Pull up. Fwah, fwah. Okay, Monsieur Hodgson, how many do you think you can get? All of them. Oh, fuck off. In a minute. So in I reckon, a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah, I reckon I can rattle
2: through... All of them. Fucking hell. Well doesn't leave you with much uh, <laughs> doesn't leave you uh, anywhere to go. Well, there, I, thought head,
3: I can get the wall in fifty seconds. Nah
2: that. Gray, you're uh, gonna have to help me uh, you're gonna have to great. help me count here if that's okay. Right, so this is gonna be quite an effort. Uh Hodgie, you reckon you can name all twenty current Premier League managers in one minute. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go.
1: Bruce Wilder, Hasselhootel. Mourinho, Allardyce, um, Solskjaer, Guardiola, Klopp, Rodgers, Bielsa Parker, Ancelotti, Roy Hodgson, uh, Lampard, Mott Arteta, Smith, Dean Smith, Graham Potter, Sean Dyche, uh, Frank Lampard.
2: You've already had Lampard.
1: Boys, uh, Nuno Espirito santo
2: that's,
1: that's it. That's... Is that it? Are you mad? Seriously. I'm sorry I'm but he's not there no more.
2: <laughs> I feel like you just read that off a list somewhere. Congratulations, Hodge. That's uh, that's 33 seconds you got those all in. Whoosh. Well done. Up, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I, the, grounds I was was hope, the grounds was hard. I was kind of hoping Gray was going to have to do it. That would have been more entertaining. Uh, <laughs> you just made me look a little bit silly now. There <laughs> you go, Grey. It's very much out of your hands again, but Hodges walked away with the points. I'll have to step my, uh, step my game up for the next rendition of uh, Who Dares Wills. Hey, how you go then? Well done, Hodge.
3: Yeah, well done, Hodge. goal Newcastle. goal Newcastle. Lo hizo okay. Lo hizo okay. Lo hizo
2: okay. Right, okay, after that anticlimactic Who Dares Wills, uh, we are now obviously in January. It's January the 10th when we're recording. There's not really been any concrete transfer rumours come through. When I say concrete, I don't think I believe any of them to come through. I think in the last episode, we discussed areas of the squad that we'd quite like to strengthen. I think we had, Hodgie said, kind of defence and up front. I think I agreed with up front and then maybe left back. I think we need probably more of an engine in centre mid. Um, box to box, it's going to go back and forward and have a bit of pace and a bit of drive. I think, Gray, you probably agreed with with those points. In terms of player-specific, which rumours have we heard since we last recorded? Do you think there's any legs to them? Are there any players that you would like to see coming in this transfer market? I will go to Gray first.
3: Well, the only rumour I've heard of is Chowdhury from Leicester. And to be honest, I don't think he'll be much of an improvement on what we've already got. So I can't see it happening. Don't want it to happen. I should be looking higher. <laughs>
2: Okay, so if, if Hamza Chowdhury is not your level of player or not the type of player, or you don't think he would add much to the squad, who do you think would add to that squad in that position? Not to put you on the spot so we can come back to it, but is there a, a player you have in mind that you would quite like to see?
3: Not really. To be honest, I'm quite happy with my squad. I think we just need a couple couple players. And to be honest, I'm, I'm just vying for a new manager. I think, that, <laughs> I think the greatest transfer window we can have is sacking Bruce and bringing in someone better. That's my only ratio is transfer window.
2: Well, I put a poll out on Twitter last week, and it was like, if we're going to reinforce any area of the squad, where will it be? Defence, midfield, attack, or all of the above? And we had one comment that said... Owner, coach, director of football. I think that's a yeah. fair reflection of uh, of of the Newcastle fans' view of the squad and the setup at Newcastle. Uh, Hodgie, have you heard any rumours? Do you think there's anything that has kind of sparked your interest?
1: Yeah, there was one that I've read, which was Bruce trying to get a trio from. Man United, which would be Brandon Williams, Phil Jones and Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, who's been out of favour a lot and only got his most recent goal when Kasper Schmeichel basically gave him the ball on the edge of the box. We don't need somebody like a Jesse Lingard. We've got a decent-ish amount of attacking players that we just need to figure out how they're going to work together still. Mm -hmm. Phil Jones, I mean, the only thing that he could probably bring is a bit more professionalism, but I think we have a very professional back. Five, <laughs> we're, we're kind of solid. We're just it's it's just a constant pressure that then leaks out, and then that's where the goals come from at the minute. So I don't really th- I don't really believe those. I think the one that I kind of would like uh, Josh King would be quite good. good. I think they've said Bournemouth would let him go for fifteen mil. He knows Wilson. He probably knows how to play with him. He knows Fraser
2: and Fraser. Yeah. so
1: Maybe there could be something to look on, but I really think we need to go out there and try and get somebody a bit decent, like a higher um, grade than what Josh King is. I think we've got a lot of those players. We need someone who's a different class, um, but who's going to come and want to play Bruce Ball? You know what I
2: mean? This is true. Yeah, this is true. I mean, I think I'd quite like to see Brandon Williams come in just to give us another option at left back but other than that I think he'd be too expensive to bring in as a permanent transfer Bruce has obviously got ties with Manchester United so I think there's maybe a bit of viability there um, but yeah nothing I've heard has really sparked my interest or thought oh yeah great I, I really hope that happens I think it's a good point on Josh King It'd be good to see Wilson King and uh, Fraser linking up again but he's not going to put his hand in his pocket for another 15 million realistically is he at the minute Um I think on the Phil Jones thing as well, just to go back to that. We've got four Premier League level and Premier League standard centre halves um, in Cher, Fernandez, Lascelles, and Kieran Clark.
3: Not, it's not an area. Hayden and Dummett as well who can fill in. Hayden and
2: Dummett who can play there and Hayden's done very well when he's been called upon Yeah, That's a good point, Gray. But it's as I say, it's not an area that we should be looking to reinforce at all. The one worrying sign about the, the defensive outfit in the centre-halves that we do have is that not many of them are contracted beyond 2022, I think. So I think the majority of our centre-halves are moving into the, the final year of their contracts now. Which could potentially leave us in a quite a worrying situation because I'm not aware of any young centre halves coming through the system. Obviously, Lascelles has still got a few years in him, but outside of that, Fernandez is now all coming up to 32. I think shares like 29, 30. Dummett as well, getting on a bit. Where are our young options? I mean, we don't really want Hayden dropping back to centre half when we can use his his ability in centre mid. We need to be looking to strengthen that area in the longer term, so bringing in young. Players, uh, Hodgie.
1: I seen a thing the other day saying Lampard is looking to maybe poach someone from Newcastle, and I think it was Shaw that he was pushing on to a bit because he wants to have someone who can play the ball out the back a bit better than people like Rudiger, Zuma, and uh, Silva, which I would hate to see him go because he's actually been playing quite well recently in the last couple of games. Who seemed mm-hmm. to have got like the, the Shaw from 2018 <laughs> coming back, which was his probably his probably best spell at Newcastle. So I mean, I hope I hope no one gets poached. I would hate. Well, I don't think ASM would be going this year because of his time out recently. But even next year, I think it's going to be scary to see who wants to come in and take him because he needs to be playing an attacking style of football. He enjoys that more, and he will go. I would have thought at the drop of a hat if somebody like Arsenal, Chelsea, somebody like that came along.
2: Yeah, they'd probably need quite a lot of money though to bring him in, wouldn't they? To prize him away. Yeah, interesting. I can't really see us doing doing much this transfer market in all seriousness. I saw an interview with Bruce the other day when he said, We utilized the loan market really well last year. I was like, What? Did we? Outside of Jetro Willems, who do we have? Danny Rose, Nabil Bentaleb? Uh, Is that. Is that using the market well? I'm not sure it is. So if he's looking to pick up a few people in the loan market, I think there are a few question marks there already. Already. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. Um, Can't see much activity happening in the league full stop, to be honest, with everything that's going on, external factors like Brexit and and everything like that. So it might be a quiet one, but... Yeah, interesting. Just some fresh legs coming in will be quite good. Or new faces, just to excite the fans. Right, well, that's our uh, that's our transfer roundup, or, or lack of. A few interesting names on the bill there. Let's hope that none of them come off. That's fine. Hodgie, I've heard rumour that you have a quiz to finish off the podcast this week.
1: Indeed. I've got five questions, all related oh. to sponsors or sponsorship. I haven't oh, gone, great. I haven't, okay. Okay. Sheffield United or anything like that, I've gone completely rogue and went for something different. So without further ado, I suppose you should go. There's a couple of questions that I've got like multiple answers, but I'll go through it as you go along. So this one is, can you name the last five kit sponsors of Newcastle United?
2: Is that in terms of like the external company sponsoring us or is that like Nike Puma? No,
1: the external company who have the big badge.
2: Okay. Well, at the minute it's Fun88.
1: So they've been with us since 2017
2: yeah grazed i think she just said the the prior one
1: yeah one Wonga, yeah that was 2013 to
2: 17 one was it virgin money before that
1: yeah 2012
2: to 2013 i only had one year oh shit uh, it, uh, didn't virgin uh, money have to pick it up from someone who went bust
3: yeah I thought it was, it was an ntl
1: Ooh, so you're missing one
2: so ntl northern rock? Is, no it wasn't northern rock was
1: it ntl was 2000 2003 and northern rock was 2003 to 2012
2: oh was it smashed it and once for that was Nuki brun
1: Nuki brun brown ale it was
2: iconic iconic bring back Nikki that. Bruin. <laughs> I bring that back it look so sick oh, can you imagine it's the little things isn't it but that would fucking give them the fan base a huge boost oh, massive massive question two
1: the FA Cup is sponsored by which company? Uh, Emirates, isn't
2: it? It is Emirates. Is it they Emirates also, or I was going to say Budweiser.
1: They, also, they did use, used to do um, Budweiser, but not not for the last three years, I think it is. Oh, they yeah. sponsor Arsenal as well. How much do you reckon they pay for that right per year to sponsor Arsenal in millions?
2: Ooh. Per year? Per year. Um, 20
1: mil. Any advance on 20 mil?
3: I was going north of that. I was thinking like, 50, 60.
0: 40 million. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: 40 million pounds.
1: Really yeah, is what they um, pay Arsenal for the right to sponsor them. Holy shit.
2: That's one million. whole Joe Linton. And
1: it just had, I think it was 200 million split over the, over the five. This is, this is their Holy last year. I'll probably up again. Whatever.
2: By the way, have you seen, they've just asked for like a loan from the government of like 120 mil for their running costs. You've then got a question what the fuck they're doing with 200 million quid from from the emirates or oh, sorry from emirates yeah, we're
1: just <laughs> paying yeah probably million
2: for money, You're all going
1: to yeah all go to Edsel, who's not playing <laughs> question three which footballer is one of the nike billion dollar club having signed a deal that is lifetime deal um with the sports giants that is upwards of one billion dollars so it's Ooh, shit. him michael jordan and kobe bryant of all, they're, they're part of the Nike billion dollar clubs to
3: be sure. um, um, I, was thinking, like, I was thinking Messi or Ronaldo but they're both Adidas aren't they
2: <laughs> look Hodgie doesn't know what to do he's like well one of them's the right answer don't I'm just, I'm just just I've not said nothing who are the other options potentially Neymar ooh could be Neymar you know
3: yeah it's a good shout
2: ooh, I'm going to say Neymar
3: Neymar for Will Gray what are you going to go with yeah, it's got to be Neymar because I'm pretty sure Ronaldo and Messi are Adidas.
1: Uh-uh. Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo? Oh,
3: shit.
1: $9 billion club. He's got the most Instagram followers out of anyone. For a bonus point, in euros, Dude. how much does he earn
3: per second? Ronaldo. I, I don't want to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, is it just going to wind me up? Probably. Oh, well, uh, a, per second.
1: How much does he earn in euros, it's calculated in, it? so.
2: Oh, I don't know. Five euros?
1: That's ridiculous.
2: What? Have I gone too high?
1: 95 oh,
2: cents. Actually. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> five, <laughs> that's always, you always get fucked over by these guests. <laughs> You're like, oh, what? <laughs> I've got no idea. Oh, 95, a, 95 pence. So about a euro per second.
1: About a euro per second. So if he drops a euro, it's not worth him going around and picking it and put it back in his pocket because he's probably made one already. That is
2: crackers, man. That's absolutely crackers.
1: Um, Four, which brand has the most Premier League kit sponsors? So, this is the actual team, what they play in. Oh, no. Uh,
3: It's going to be Puma.
2: Oh, I think Puma's a good show. Puma
3: have a fair fee at the minute, don't
2: they? Yeah, I'm going to go Puma.
1: Puma? Great, you're sticking with Puma as well. Yeah. So, Under Armour have one, Kappa have one, Hummel have one, Umbro have two, Puma have four. Nike have four and Adidas have
2: seventeen. Ah, uh, seventeen. Oh yeah. shit! Yep, We're having a fight with your laptop there, Hodgy. Yeah, just
1: a little bit. I nearly dropped it. <laughs>
2: nice. Seventeen. Who's sponsored by Hummel? Is that Leeds or is that
1: uh, Kappa? Yeah. I think is Leeds. I think yeah. Hummel might be. Oh, I don't know who Hummel is. Under Armour, Spurs. I know that for sure.
2: Hummel's a classic.
1: That's probably Burnley. Let's be honest. <laughs>
2: That's who's sponsored by let's have a look. Humble sponsored teams. This is a, a bonus question for the listeners at home while I frantically try and find out the the <laughs> fucking answer. I, I know who it Go is on, if man. you want to know. Go on you know who it is. Yeah. Oh, I've just got it. Just got it. They're from they're from Liverpool, but they're not Liverpool. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, is that the one you've got as well, Gray?
3: Yeah
1: it is.
2: Every is
3: i
1: Interesting. <laughs> Question five, the last question. Who is the lead partner of the Premier League? So they have lead partner, they have alcoholic beverage, they have soft beverage, they have timekeepers, but who is the official lead That's partner? That's
2: such I, I don't know really grabbing that. bastards, I, I, aren't I, I, they? I know
3: who that is because uh, they brought the Premier League trophy to our office.
2: Oh, did, OK, name drop. Might have to give me a chance then. Can I have a clue? Uh no. <laughs> what the hell is that because you can't think of a clue or what uh, I can
1: think of a clue I just want to get Grey
2: win oh what he's already well he knows the answer it's be a win
3: <laughs> well she'd be wrong as well I can't remember i one. Uh, pretty sure it's Barkley card no <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: they're the official bank of the Premier League. They're not uh, the official lead partner slash sponsor. Uh,
2: nightmare. Right away, oh, give us a clue.
1: It's in the top left-hand corner, and it comes up with all the
3: stats on the screen.
2: I know uh, who, I who Hublot or Hublot is uh, the, the watch, official, isn't it? Uh, or the timekeeper.
3: Like Cognizant always pops up from the top left.
2: Oh, they do the stats, don't they? Oh, fuck. Uh, the oh, wait. EA Sports. It's in the game. Is it them? It's Sports
1: here. Yeah.
2: Oh, mad. The official really? lead
1: partner of the Premier League, yeah. I think Coca Cola is the official soft drink, Budweiser is the official alcoholic beverage of the Premier League. There's like there's a load of other official partners and stuff, but EA oh, Sports is the lead partner
2: of them. We're the lead sponsors. Rar, rah, rah. Okay. <laughs> Calm down the Air Sports. Big money, big money spent in it. Was it big the right.
1: energy? <laughs>
2: Well, I could only hear half of what you said there because you were fighting with your laptop again, but it's fine. It's fine. Is that rounding up your, your sponsor's question this week? That is. That is my quiz done. Thank you very much nice. Thank you, I part. enjoyed that. That was good. Yes, yeah, very good. A bit different. That's what we like to see. And it's a good ending point for us as well. It's been good. It's good getting back in the fleur of recording again. As I say, the next match is uh, Sheffield United on Tuesday, the 12th of January at six o'clock. However, lads, good luck to the boys. But other than that, not much more else to add. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching for TOTT Podcast or Talk of the Tune Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Acast, all these places. So please go and check us out in our previous episodes. We would much appreciate it. Much appreciated as well if you could give us a follow and also a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, please. That'll be really kind of you. Yeah, so that just about rounds things up for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gray. Thanks, Hodge. And we will see you in the next one. Adios.
0: Bye.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You win. I participate in restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.